Today you are hearing the last North American broadcast of the Light and Life Hour. Beginning January 1st, 1981. And he said the kingdom of God is now initiated here among us and now we move toward the fullness of the kingdom. Oakdale Christian Academy is a fully accredited boarding school and a ministry of the Free Methodist Church. Welcome to FMC Radio, your officially unofficial source for all things Free Methodist. From in-depth discussions with key FMC leaders to daily updates during events like General Conference, we want to keep a consistent stream of information flowing to you regarding where God is leading the Free Methodist Church. I'm your host, Josh Avery. We want to invite you to sit back, relax, and join us on this journey as we learn what it means to be Free Methodists in this episode of the FMC Radio Show. Hey everybody, welcome to FMC Radio. As I mentioned, my name is Josh Avery. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and this is the very first episode of FMC Radio. So, uh, of course, you have no idea what to expect. I have a little bit of an idea what to expect. Hopefully I would. I'm the host, so hopefully I kind of know what's going on. Um, I'm going to give you a little idea today. In today's first introductory episode, we're going to go through a few things. We're going to talk about what to expect from this podcast, so you kind of get know what you're getting into. It's completely free, so you're not wasting any money here, but you kind of want to know before you choose, if you're going to continue to listen to a podcast, what it's going to be like. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk a little bit about who I am, so you kind of understand where I'm coming from and, and what my history is in the Free Methodist denomination. And then we're going to talk a little bit about um, what is the biggest question that I get as a free Methodist time and time again from other denominations, other people who are Christians, but they don't really get what is a free Methodist. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to get into some of those things here shortly. Um, but to start out, um, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about who I am and um, give you a little bit of an idea of where I come from in my history. Um, as mentioned, this will be the third time I think I've mentioned it, but my name is Josh Avery, so hopefully uh, you're remembering that. Um, that's, that's my name, and I am a CMC in the Ohio Conference now. I uh, started in the Pittsburgh Conference back in 2007. Um, I started as a part-time guy. Uh, I graduated Geneva College in uh, Pennsylvania and um, it's in Beaver Falls. And so I graduated in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania College. In my final year, I actually roomed with a guy who was the son of a free Methodist pastor. I had grown up in, in church my whole life, but I never knew what you know, free Methodism was about. I didn't know anything about the free Methodist church. And he was just telling me because he knew I was graduating with a bachelor's in student ministry. And he said, hey, you know, you're going to be graduating here. There's a part-time opportunity in my denomination, in my conference, the Pittsburgh conference. So I said, I don't even know what a conference is at that point. But in 2007, I applied and sure enough, I was um, accepted as the part-time, very part-time youth pastor at that time uh, at Rochester Free Methodist Church in Rochester, Pennsylvania. So after I graduated, in 2008 from Geneva College, I was then asked to come on full-time. So I was full-time for a while, 
there and they that church was a very small church and uh, ran into some financial troubles and so I started working uh, shortly after that at a church called Monocrest Free Methodist in Manaka, Pennsylvania, right directly across the bridge from Rochester. If you're familiar with the Pennsylvania area, um, I, you may know of these churches. If not, you probably never heard of it because this is a very small area. It's a very small towns that we're talking about. It is near Pittsburgh if you're trying to get an idea of where this is located in Pennsylvania. So western uh, Pittsburgh uh, area, western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. And I grew up in northeastern Ohio. So um, I lived out in Pennsylvania for many years. Um, I worked out there in, for many years. And uh, to where I got today, I um, actually got married to, to a woman named Carissa Avery a couple years ago. And uh, we continued going out to Monocrest. We, we have a house here in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, but we continued to work um, part-time then at that point, we were working part-time at Monocrist Free Methodist out in Manaka, and we would drive an hour out to um, the church. Every Sunday, we would have our services, and then in the evening, we would do youth group, and we would have certain events we'd go out for and things like that. So it was part-time there, and uh, so we would drive out there, and we did that for quite some time. Um, even living here in Ohio and living a little bit away. But um, we then found out that Chris was pregnant. Uh, um, uh, well, we found out about two, two well, a year and a half ago um, and then had our first um, daughter, our first child. We had her in uh, July of last year. And so... Um, because of that situation, as, as it drew nearer and nearer, of course, to having a baby for the first time, we knew it was going to be just too hard to continue to drive out to Monocrest. So we said, well, I, I at that point was a CMC, which I am now. I'm a CMC in the ordination process in the Free Methodist Church. So I said, I got to... I want to stay connected to a Free Methodist Church. I mean, I don't have to work in one necessarily, but I want to stay connected somehow. So I continued to be appointed by, by the Pittsburgh Conference to another place that I work, the Rescue Mission of the Mahoning Valley. I work there with um, the homeless population, and, and um, I work specifically running something called the Discipleship Academy, a, a program. I'll talk more about that in the future. Um, it's a nine-month program for guys who are struggling with addictions. And so we, you know, I was working there full-time, and I, I said, I want to remain, keep this contact with the Free Methodist Church somehow. Um, but I wasn't sure, we're, having worked in Pennsylvania for so, so long, how that connection would take place. And so I first was set up as an appointed pastor by the Pittsburgh Conference to work as an appointed pastor at the rescue mission where I was working full time as the men's discipleship manager. But in addition, I wanted to attend, of course, a Free Methodist Church. So I thought, well, I got to look around and see what's around here. I had never looked in Youngstown because I never really needed to. I was working at a church, of course, out of town. And so um, I we, we decided on this church. We did a little bit of research. It was called at the time New Middletown Free Methodist Church. I think it even had a longer name. It was something like New Middletown Community Free Methodist Church. And that's, I mean, I don't even remember if that's it. It had so many names. And so we, we went there on our very first uh, Sunday. We thought, well, well, just check it out. We went in and Sure enough, it was it was a really nice place, and there it was it was uh, kind of small, like you know the churches I had been a part of already. Um, and uh, we met the new pastor and his wife. We found out we didn't know until we arrived, but they were brand new. They had just come several months earlier, and uh, the people were great. And that day, we were talking with the pastor, and we said, "Hey, we, we need to get together. I want to talk more to you about you know this church and kind of what the you know the church is about, and kind of get to the bottom of." of 
you know, if we want to come here and things. And so we didn't wait till a future date. We just said, wait, wait, we're both free right now. Why don't we just go out? So we ended up, my wife and I, Chris and I, and then um, Pastor Shirley and Pastor um, Chris, who are the pastors at, at this church, in New Middletown, we said, let's just go out right now. So we went out to Olive Garden and we ate that day um, and had lunch. And throughout the course of the conversation, we just kind of talked about, I talked about being a CMC in the Free Methodist denomination and kind of how I had come to, you know, arrive at their church, the story I was just talking about. And sure enough, um, through in this conversation, Pastor Chris says, well, actually, you, you, of course, you wouldn't have known this, but we're thinking of looking for a youth pastor here at, at, at our church. And so long story short, over the next few months, this new pastor, Pastor Chris and his wife, Shirley, they, um, first of all, shortened the name. So our church now in New Middletown is Freedom Church. Um, it's just easier to remember than uh, New Middletown Community Free Methodist Church. You know, it takes a while to say, and uh, it's hard to remember that name. But Freedom Church is our is our church now. You can check it out at BeFreeMC.org. And uh, so that was pretty exciting um, to you know, um, have, be a part of that when that first changed. And they, along with that, did a few projects, built a little cafe there at the church and did a few few renovations there. Um, but also I was able to become, several months later, become uh, the, the part-time youth pastor at Freedom Church. So that's what I'm doing now. On, on Wednesday nights, we have our youth group. And uh, again, not something that I had planned, of course, just going to visit a church and trying to stay connected to, you know, attending a Free Methodist Church. But it ended up being uh, another uh, opportunity that God was giving us, both myself and my wife, uh, to plug into what's going on in the Free Methodist denomination. So that gives you a little bit of an idea about you know who I am, and um, just gives you a little bit of an idea about you know um, where I was from. And you may be wondering, what's this uh, podcast all about? I mean, wh- where is this going? Why did it start up? Well, the reason I started this podcast. Um, the main reason, as I talk to people, and I'm not just talking about at Freedom Church in New Middletown, also at Monocrest or Rochester or just different free Methodists I've met throughout time, even at, at General Conference sometimes, I've realized that a lot of free Methodists don't underst- re- understand when it comes down to the bottom line. They really don't understand what they're a part of. And what I mean by that is, yes, they get the basics. They understand Jesus. They understand God. You know, they understand the concepts of, of basic faith, and they understand even greater concepts of faith. But but they don't have an understanding sometimes of what they're a part of in terms of what free Methodist means. Um, and there's so many layers. I mean, it will take forever. We could be here for years talking about free Methodism and the different people that founded it and the people that are involved now. And there's so many layers. But... As a guy who just started in 2007, starting to look through these layers and had just taken a job because it was a job and, uh, you know, had just started just because it was an opportunity, I've been through these layers and I've uncovered things that I'd love to share with people. And so that's what this podcast is ultimately all about. This podcast is all about uncovering those layers. It's about talking to um people in the denomination, getting the bishops on here and talking about real life things. Because for me, whenever I hear the word bishop, I don't know about you, but I always get the idea of picture of somebody in robes and they kind of got one of those candle things that they light up and the incense is coming out and they, you know, they they probably even sleep in those robes. Who knows what they do with those things? But, you know, that's what the picture that I get. And they got like the turban on with the cross and, and they look really official and they probably never sin, you know. And those are the, that's kind of the picture that you get of those bishops type people. And yet, 
that is the furthest away picture um, than I can paint uh, for you, that I could paint for you of our three bishops that we have right now leading the Free Methodist Church of USA. And uh, so uh, we want to get these people on here and talk to them, not just the bishops also, um, but just just leaders, pastors, lay people, all sorts of people that are a part of this movement called Free Methodism. And we want to just talk to them about everyday stuff. We want to talk to them about things that matter to you and that matter to me and that matter to us, not just as Free Methodists, but as humans. So if you're out there and you're just listening to this, maybe because you're a friend of mine or you're somebody that, uh, yeah, take a look and see what this thing is. You know, you don't have to be a free Methodist to enjoy what's going on here because we're going to talk about a lot of topics that are going to, I think, connect to you also in many different ways. So I want to make that very clear. And I also want to say this, um, that it's not just going to be the leaders that we want to connect with and talk to. Um, but again, I do want to talk to some some people that you probably never heard of, just an average Joe pastor from down the road, just saying, "Hey, this is how I how I do how we do ministry here in you know Nowheresville, United States of America." You know, we want to talk to those kinds of people and just say, "What's going on? How are you making an impact in your local community?" Um, and then we want to do a couple other things. We want to do some fun stuff. So we want to come on here and just have theological shows where we just talk about ideas, like for example, of of the top five funniest Bible passages. And when you think of the Bible, you may not think of something funny, but we're going to get to that at one, one of these shows here. And we're going to do some some all sorts of different um, topics and talking about um, also with some of these leaders that you don't realize exist in the Free Methodist Church. Like, did you know that we have a... Um, an organization called the Set Free Movement that is working to end modern-day slavery. And I want to have Kevin Austin on here, and uh, the leader of that movement, and talk about what is going on with slavery um, in the United States today and how are free Methodists working in the world to end it. So there's amazing, amazing things coming. Um, and I've actually already recorded several episodes that will be coming um, soon. We want to release this on a bi-weekly basis. We want to reclaim Mondays with some fun. So we're going to put these out every other Monday, of course, starting today, the 6th of uh, March. But we want to continue in two weeks from today, there will be a new one out and, and that one um, would will feature um, somebody else and it will just have interviews and we'll bring people on. And thankfully, you know, if you're thinking, man, this guy just talks a lot, you won't have to hear my voice every single time just chatting on and on. We'll have other people and we'll be interviewing others and it's going to be a great time. Um, we also, another cool thing to look forward to is I also have a plan to um, keep people updated when these these bigger events and conferences go on. So if you're familiar with General Conference, it's a big event every four years that free Methodists come together in one place. And traditionally in the last several years, it seems to have kind of come around Orlando area, which is great because I'm a big Disney guy. I love to go down there and then I could spend, it's just a great excuse to spend days at Disney. Um, not that you need any excuse if you're like me, but you know, to get family members, sometimes you got to have an excuse. So, um, but they, but they have this as that's an aside. So they have this, um, this every four years, getting down there together, worshiping, getting on the same page. And I know for some people out there who are listening to this, unfortunately, maybe you've never been able to make it to a general conference. Maybe you've just never been invited by your pastor, or you just never really knew it existed, or you say, well, it'd be nice to get down there, but really, I mean, how am I going to afford getting down there? So for those of you who would love to get to these kinds of events but aren't able to, 
When, when these kind of events come up, for example, again, the General Conference is a several day event. And so when those events come up, we'd like to do an every single day podcast, a little shorter than the ones that may come out on a bi-weekly basis, but maybe a, a 10, 15 minute podcast saying, hey, here's what happened today. Here's what this guy was talking about at General Conference. So all of you who are at home can follow along, you can get on the same page and you can go, wow, this is what our leaders, this is what our denomination is is doing. And if you are attending a Free Methodist Church, even as a layperson, you don't have to be a pastor or a leader in any capacity. If you are attending a Free Methodist Church, uh, whether you like it or not, you're a part of this movement called Free Methodism. And so it's so important for me. And I think as you come along on this journey, you'll realize it's so important to you to understand what you're getting into, what you're part of, um, because it's actually just this beautiful movement of people that are going to try to change the world, um, not just of their own you know, power or their own strength, because that would just fall apart, but they're doing it. They're trying to follow God's lead and doing it in this way that can make an impact. So so that's kind of what to look out for. Um, as, a, as a little spoiler, uh, some of the things that we do have planned for the following weeks, we will be talking to Bishop Roller coming up soon, um, talking to him about the power of story um, and, and the power of telling biblical stories. Why is telling biblical stories so important? I can't wait for you guys to hear that. And um, we also have a woman named um, Shirley, Pastor Shirley from East Liverpool, Ohio Church. And she is going to be talking about an amazing church that she started for special needs people. And it's grown to 13 locations. It's called God's Choice. She's going to be on in the next few weeks. Um, we also have a guy named Chuck Durso, who's currently leading an entire conference, the Pittsburgh Conference of Youth, and we're going to talk about, you know, what are what is a youth's role, what is a teenager's role um, in the church today? You know, uh, you also often hear that phrase, the you know, the youth are the church of tomorrow, and and we're going to get into that phrase and break that down and say, is there truth to that, or is there is that a little bit skewed? You know, we're going to get into some of those things. So, and we've got even more recorded than that. So, I, I don't want to give everything away that we have. And there's some other ideas I'm going to be revealing along the way. But all that to say, that's what to expect. So before we get into um, a little bit of what is free in the free Methodism, I want to introduce a special segment now that uh, is called Breaking Family Christian stores are completely closing. All 240 stores after 85 years are completely closing. Uh, there will not even be one open um, past a few months here. There are declining sales. Ever since they went bankrupt um, several years ago, they have continued to decline in sales to the point where they are now um, not even able to sustain themselves. So if I know a lot of churches and even churches I've been a part of in the past sometimes do their bulk orders through Family Christian, unfortunately, that will be no longer soon. Um, secondly, a very strange uh, note here. Hitler's personal traveling phone just sold for $243,000. 
that brings to mind two odd things. First of all, why did he need a personal traveling phone? This was obviously before cell phones. So I saw a picture of it. It's like this red phone that he would need to like plug in when he sees a, a jack outlet in the wall. So that was kind of, uh, of odd. Um, but then who's going to uh, like, man, I really want P Hitler's personal traveling phone. I'm going to buy that for 243 bucks. Like I'm just going to set it. There it is on my dresser. I mean, what do you, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe a museum bought it or something. I don't know. But that seems like you could probably invest those $243,000 in something a little better than Hitler's personal traveling phone. Also, uh, this is this is a this is an interesting one. An atheist teacher from Florida is in a little bit of trouble after a Facebook post. It seems today a lot of people are getting in trouble for social media. Got to be careful what you post online. So this is an atheist guy, and he was writing on Facebook about and in this atheist group. Uh, he thought nobody would see, but it was discovered by some people at the school. And so what he's writing, he's not just saying, you know, oh, I get upset sometimes because my students like talk about Christianity. I'm not a believer. He writes about them in this. This is what he says. There is a bunch of boys in one of my classes who are taking turns either inviting me to their church or leaving anonymously flyers inviting me to the church events. And he says, today I found one on the AV cart I use for a podium. Every time any child sneezes, they loudly say, God bless you and look in my direction. I have complained twice to my principal, one last month and one today. Once today, she has spoken privately to one or two of the little Cretans, but it seems to do no good. I'm feeling bullied and harassed. It has become intolerable. I don't feel like talking with the parents will stop the inappropriate behaviors because, for all I know, the parents are encouraging them. <laughs> so, a few things out of this story, actually two sides. First of all, you're an adult, you're in, you're working in a school. First of all, is it really that bad that you just found in a couple flyers for a church on your podium? Okay, you know the kids are doing this because they know you're an atheist. What? Okay, that's a separate issue. But are you really that upset? You're feeling bullied and harassed by some kids saying, God bless you. I mean... You're not being bullied. You're an adult. Yes, you have your own beliefs, but really, I mean, seriously. And then also, I mean, we can just say, you know, if you're a Christian, please don't be that annoying person that that <laughs> that says God bless you and stares at the atheist person in the room to just kind of like freak them out. Like we don't need to be doing that. I think Jesus would kind of say, let's just love those kinds of people and let's not like kind of weird them out. We don't need to leave little flyers for the church on the AV cart, you know. So so those two parts, it's kind of like an absurd story all around. So there you go. There's your second. Uh, that's your third. And let's look at one fourth most random story. I think it is. There was a Floridian man um, who lives in Florida. That's, that's a man who lives in Florida, by the way. Uh, he says that, um, well, actually, the ER uh, comes, uh, they come rushing in, this guy and his girlfriend. She's been shot in the leg. They say, what in the world happened here? This is a true story, by the way. This is, is going to sound crazy when you hear how she was shot in the leg, but it's uh, trust me, this is a true story. So they come in, they say, what, what's going on? She was shot. What, you know, is she it would drive by? What's, what's going on? And he says, this is what this guy from Florida says. He says, she was sleeping in bed. So this woman, still to this day, she has no re recollection, of course. She just woke up and she was shot in the leg. So she's sleeping in bed. 
this guy takes the dog out to go to the bathroom. The dog, he opens the door. The dog runs back inside and runs into the bedroom before he can get there and jumps on the table next to the bed. Sitting on the table is a gun. And the dog jumps on the ta- on the gun on the table. The gun shoots a bullet into the leg of the woman that's sleeping in bed. Oh my gosh, how stupid can you be and how crazy and how unfortunate could that possibly get? But if you if you have to have a gun in your room, could you at least put the gun, you know, just probably at best to put it on a safety, you know, that would probably be smart. You never know when a dog's going to shoot your girlfriend in the leg. Um, actually, as free Methodists, let's just let make it a practice. First of all, not to have the girlfriend sleeping in your bed anyways. You shouldn't be sleeping together. But for after that, after we get past that part, let's just not have a gun, loaded gun pointed at the bed. You know, that kind of thing would also probably be good. So there's your breaking news for today. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed those random and relevant uh, news stories. Okay, so as promised, we're going to get into now um, the free in free Methodism. And that's the biggest question that I've been asked. Every time I meet somebody um, that, that is not a free Methodist and, and we get into some conversations, and it's always if it's a Christian person. Um, I guess I shouldn't say always. Sometimes there's some non-Christians that ask this question. But it's always uh, asked of me when it gets into I'm a free Methodist youth pastor and we get talking, they say, now what what's that mean, free Methodist? Because, you know, I've, I've heard of Methodist churches, you know, but is there a difference between free Methodist and Methodist and, you know, uh, what's different about that? And what I've, what's interesting is that I've found is many, many people um, out there who attend free Methodist churches are unaware of the answer to this question as well. So I thought a great place to start, and I, I promise not to bore you with a bunch of history or anything like that, but just briefly to go through um, what it meant to be a free Methodist, or what it means, I should say, not not past tense, but present tense. What does it mean to be a free Methodist? Well, you may know a famous guy, a famous theologian by the name of John Wesley. He lived in the 18th century, um, and he, he, he started this thing called Methodism. It, it was just this idea that there should be a method to holiness, that you should continue to move towards holiness. We, it was even called at one point a holiness movement. And some people tried to make fun of him and, and, and his brother and a couple other people when they first started this thing up. They said um, they called it the holy club that he met in. And, and John just loved that. that. His group said, oh, that's great. Let's call this the holy club. Let's, let's, if, if we're being seen as being like holy people, that's awesome. So John and his brother Charles and a couple of their friends, they just kept moving forward and they kept getting more followers and more people joined on board and this thing called Methodism continued and so um, you know that's a whole other story for another day getting into the specifics of Methodism Um, but in in 1860 um, a guy named Benjamin Titus Roberts we call him BT Roberts for short or if you're on a first name basis you might just call him Ben or uh, BT for short Uh, he organized a spin-off of the of the Methodist Church in, and turn, changed something, and he started something called the Free Methodist Church, which is what we're a part of today. Now you say, well, well, sounds pretty great what John Wesley did. You know, why would he need to to start something new? I mean, why not? I mean, this whole holy club thing. I mean, we heard a little bit about it, but it sounded good from what I heard. You know, well, over the years. Now remember, this was 1860, and John Wesley was starting Methodism in in, in the 18th century and in, in 1738 around that time. And so this is this is some time later. And of course, with anything, anything. 
that started, sometimes over time, things can creep in that aren't quite right. And B.T. Roberts looked around and he saw some things that he wasn't very happy with in the Methodist Church and in other denominations as well that were going on in this time in, in 1860. And so he said, well, I'm going to create the Free Methodist Church. And probably people asked him that same question. He said, well, okay, we know about Methodism, but what's this free part? What's that all about? And so he would lay these things out, as I'll lay them out for you today. There were a few, um, and there's even more than I'm going to be able to talk about today, but I'm going to name a few for you today. There were many freedoms that were a part of this new movement called the Free Methodist Church. The first was literally human freedom. Because this is in a time where there were slaves and slave owners and plantations and all sorts of people owning other people. And B.T. Roberts just said, this is wrong, guys. Like, as Christians, we are not supposed to be owning people and having plantations and forcing others. Didn't we learn anything in the story of Egypt? And so B.T. just said, no, the Free Methodist Church not only denies slavery, but we're going to be abolitionists. We're going to be fighting for the freedom of all people. And what's awesome is that you can still be a part of that today. As I mentioned, and I feel like I'm going to mention them a lot because I love these people at the Set Free Movement. They are still working today to end modern slavery. And one day we'll talk about that, as I mentioned, because some people think that slavery ended because we don't see it as often, but it's still very much alive today. So we'll get to one of that in a, in a in a future, but for what we can know right now is is that B.T. Roberts fought as an abolitionist for the freedom, the freedom of humans. And today, as free Methodists, we can jump on board knowing that there's a rich history to do that very thing. And it even starts at a basic level, a spiritual freedom. Let's just free people from their sin. I mean, isn't that enough? Let's just free them from that. And then let's go and and, and even go even further and let's free them from literal bondage in the world today. I could go on for that for a while. Now, B.T. Roberts had some, also, some other freedoms. He said, let's literally make it a free church. And he said, well, well, aren't all churches free? I mean, it's free to go to the service. I mean, who wants to pay to hear my pastor preach a sermon, right? Now, I'm not, now if Pastor Chris is listening to this, I was just giving an example. I wasn't talking about you, Pastor Chris. You know, so, so I'm just, <laughs> but some people say, you know, I'm not going to pay to go to church. I don't even want to go. You know, so, so there's, that, there's that thought. But back in this day, in 1860, these people actually uh, had had uh, most churches, many, many churches, the majority of churches at that time, you had to pay for your pew. You had to pay for your seat. And depending on the church, some um, uh, were, you know, you'd have to pay if you wanted to sit up closer or you, you know, some were heated seats and, and the free seats were the ones that were ice cold in the winter or, you know, it depended on where you were going, the the the, the payment and, and all that thing. But B.T. Roberts said, you know what, to hear the gospel and to be a part of a, of, a, of a church service and to be a part of that, he said, that should not be something that is, that is you got to pay for. He said, sure, there could be tithes, offerings, you know, people giving, that's, that's fine. But he said, you shouldn't have to have a required payment to attend church. And, and what was going on, what was really going on here was that the poor were being discriminated against. The rich people, oh, they were there every Sunday, but the poor people could not attend the service. And so he said, let's make it free. This is a, when they see free Methodists, they, it's a literally free church. Anybody can come in. The poor guy could sit next to the rich guy because there's no, there's not even, not even uh, one seat that is, that is paid. You could sit in any chair. It's all going to be heated today. <laughs> so it's all, it's all free. And, and we continue today. The Free Methodist Church is a big part in, in fighting for the rights of the poor and being a part 
of being an advocate for the poor and the homeless and the lesser than and the and the um, the the looked down upon. Um, also, B.T. Roberts said there's freedom in relationships to speak the truth freely. And again, we have to understand a little bit of the history here is that, um, and they're still around today, some of them, but there were a lot of, of secret organizations and clubs around this time. And, you know, sometimes like the Masons or some of these clubs that you, you're not allowed to really tell anybody about what it's about. And you got to have vows of secrecy and, and do some secret rituals and things. And everybody's wondering, you know, is that what's going on in there? Are they like sacrificing pigs or something? And really, you're just sitting around eating sandwiches, but you took the vow of secrecy so you can't tell anybody. Or, you know, there's all these different levels of these clubs. And the reality is, is like as Christians, we don't need to be having vows of secrecy. And whether we're eating sandwiches, sacrificing pigs, or whatever the heck is going on behind closed doors, we don't need to be doing that. So we just need to be open with people. We need to be free in our relationships to speak the truth. Just say, hey, you know what? I'm struggling with this, or here's what my life is like, or just talk about our lives freely, not have areas of our life, whether they are bad or not bad. We don't need to be keeping things secret. Let's be open. Let's be free with people. So BT talked about that a lot as well. Uh, the next one here um, was the freedom of laypersons to be involved at all levels of decision making. Now, I've mentioned lay people a few times, and if you're just listening to this podcast, but you're not really understanding like some church terms, and you say, "Now, what the heck is a layperson? Like, like a person that lays down and the you know, what's a lay? What's layperson? A layperson is anybody who attends a church. Um, and it, it, this word is used uh, in other churches as well. It's not just a free Methodist term. But a layperson is anybody who attends a church, um, but they're not really involved in any other form of leadership. So you're not the pastor, you know, you're not the children's director, you're not any 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 form of leadership. You just you know you go on Sundays, and maybe sometimes you might go to the Bible study or small group or whatever. You're a layperson. You're involved uh, by attending, but you're not. You haven't gotten to a next level yet. And some churches in BT's time, and even now, would say, well, if you if you want to be, you know, part of the in crowd, the decision makers crowd, you've got to be, you know, a pastor, or you've got to be a bishop, or you've got to be, you know, they'd X, Y, and Z. You'd have to have the credentials to make the decisions. But BT said, you know what, there should be freedom at all levels to be in, in these processes. So even today, um, we have, uh, in your church, you may be familiar with something called a delegate. And a delegate... Um, is somebody who can, uh, you're, you're, again, just an attender or somebody maybe who is involved at different levels, um, but you're not, a, you're not necessarily a pastor or anything like that, and you're able to go to these annual get-togethers or the general conferences down in Orlando, and you're able to represent your church and actually make votes on certain things that are for the whole denomination or for your conference. And so it's, it's a, it, it, BT said, you know what, we should have all lay, layers involved. Every voice should, everybody should have a voice, not just the pastors or the bishops that's that's important but also the lay people the everyday average guy who comes to church and is a he's a part of this too he's a part of making disciples and loving people um so so and and even being a part of the leadership team the local leadership team at the churches and all sorts of things like that so that bt advocated for that and then again there's so many we could go into but the final one i'm going to touch on today when people ask me this is sometimes i mention is he said um you know what, we should have a freedom from materialism in order, for a specific purpose, in order to help the poor. Now, this is an amazing one because, remember, this is in 1860, but it's so relevant to our lives today, especially, I mean, people could be listening to this from all over the world, potentially, um, but 
we, you know, when we're talking about the free, what we're really referring to and what I'm familiar with is the Free Methodist Church of America. And so that's kind of my context. And so if we're looking at America and we think of materialism, man, it's, it's so much bigger than 1860 with B.T. Roberts. He would just be probably fall over dead if he, if he was alive today, you know, he'd die a second time because man, he did that. Would, he would just be blown away by the materialism in our culture. I mean, you walk outside and drive down the road, you see billboards, you turn on the TV, you see you're not, you're not complete without such and such a product. I mean, you go on Facebook or social media and not only are your friends have, posting things about just got the new iPhone, but you got ads now coming up that like, I didn't, I didn't like the page for Miller's dog food. And they're like, you've got to have Miller's dog food for your dog or you're not going to have a healthy dog. And you're like, what the heck? He loves, you know, puppy chow. Like, I don't want to buy Miller's dog food, but like now maybe I should. Like, there's just this materialism. Like everybody has this thought, like you've got to buy into this stuff. And so he just said, you know what? As free Methodists, he looked around, he saw all these other people who were just so burdened by it. They had to have all this stuff. And BT said, we need to just emphasize a freedom from this. We need to emphasize a freedom from materialism in order to help the poor. If we're not holding on to all our stuff, we might be able to give away a little more freely. That was really his bottom line. And so for you out there today, that's that's kind of my challenge to you, is is are you holding on to a bunch of stuff? And and I mean, I'm sitting in a room right now. Of course, you can't see it. Maybe we'll do a, a video uh, podcast, real short one sometime, and you'll kind of see. I'll show you where my studio is here that I'm recording in, otherwise known as the back room of my house. Um, <laughs> but in this room, I'm, I'm looking at a wall right now. I have tons of DVDs and Blu-rays here on this wall, and I've got CDs. I don't even know what half the CDs are. And talking about materialism, I mean, I have stuff right on this wall that that, you know, I mean, really when it comes down to it, we don't need any of this stuff, do we? And yet, what, what are we doing with it? Um, so think about that in your life. I'm not saying you have to get rid of everything or, you know, well, just go throw everything in the trash or set it all in a fire in the backyard. No, 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 not that. But the reality is, is, is think about, do you have excess? Are there things that you're doing or how are you spending your money and how can you use that better? How can you use that excess? How can you cut back a little? And not only just to say, I'm going to put it in savings. Savings is great. You know, have that savings. But what do you have in excess past that, that you can, even if it's just a couple dollars or if it's a bunch, I mean, who knows where you're from or what your background is or what what your job is. But do you have some excess? Can you find some freedom from materialism in order to help the poor? And, and we're going to get into some of those issues too, because the, the poor and advocating for the poor is a huge part of free Methodism. It's a huge part of my life, especially working at the Rescue Mission in Mahoning Valley in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, and so I want to talk um, with you guys about this, those of you who are listening to this podcast about this, and we're going to get back into these issues again of poverty and, and get a real idea about poor people because there's that thing out there that just says, hey, you know, they kind of put themselves in that situation. If they want to go out and get a job, they could get a job, have money like everybody else. And I understand the argument. I get it. But I can tell you from working every single day for the past two years with the homeless population, that is a very skewed, very wrong argument. And I can say it because I've worked with them for the past two years um, in a place that we we make them go out and get jobs in order to stay at our mission. And we make them further their lives. And so again, I don't want to continue. I'm not trying to do a sermon here or continue on. I, 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 but I could get carried away just as I was getting carried away earlier with the, with the, with the slavery thing. But the reality is, is we're going to get back into this issue and start to ask yourself those questions. Start to challenge yourself. Um, 
on some of these things. So to, to wrap up this episode today, um, this introductory episode, I, I want to um, continue this conversation with you. And so if you're out there and, and you're saying, man, I'd like to uh, ask a few questions based upon what I heard, or I'd like to, I, I kind of have something to say about that. Um, you know, in, anything like that, I want to ask, I want to invite you to respond in a few different ways. Um, today. The first is um, you could just shoot me an email, josh at befreemc.org. Send me an email at josh at befreemc.org and I'll try to also put my email in the show notes, which if you're new to uh, iTunes or whatever you're using, it's just another little uh, section, informational section of the podcast you can click on. You should be able to click on from your podcast app that you'll be able to look and see some some things that we talked about today, some links, those kinds of things. Um, So that's my email. And then secondly, we have something pretty cool set up. It's actually a voicemail line. So if you want to call in and actually leave a voicemail for the show, and we'll play it on a future show, um, you can call this number, 914-FMC-USA-1. If you call that number, you're not gonna, nobody's going to answer. Um, it's going to go straight to a voicemail system, and I will listen to your message, and I will uh, play it on the next show so we can continue this kind of a conversation. I'm not just want to sit here and talk to everybody or you know bring on these interviewers and have you guys listen. I want you guys out there to be a part of this conversation conversation. And as we learn what it means to be free Methodists together, we go and we change the world. So may you go and do that today. May you go and change the world in some way. Maybe it's helping the poor. Maybe it's somehow uh, setting someone free from some form of slavery. Um, maybe it's just it's just sitting down and thinking and praying about what is your next step. Um, but I can't wait to see you guys next time. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening to this first episode of the FMC Radio Show. We'll see you in two weeks from today. Thanks.